Okay, let's get started with Parshas Korach, Tavshin Ayin Zion, as we get ready for the Mered of Korach. Again, scheduling, you know this is the last year here in uh, Beit Shemesh. Beit Shemesh next week we'll pick up from, uh, from Camp Kaley. I don't know what nights throughout the summer, but uh, the latest hopefully will be by a Wednesday night um, for the following uh, two months, Beit Shem. Um, hopefully we'll, we won't miss a week, at least for now. On the way back, we'll probably have to miss one. But Be'ez Hashem, uh, we'll pick up next week with uh, Kukas um, on the other side of the, uh, of the ocean. Okay, so Parshas Korach, Tavshin, Ayin, Zayin, here we go. We start off with what Korach is about. Korach is about Machlokas. Korach is about rebellion. Again, even though the earlier ones, Shlach, and even Bahaloscha, the arguments that Kala Yisrael had, were more of uh, rebellions, Lashon Hara. But Korach is known for Machlokas. Korach is known for being someone who uh, instigates the, uh, the troops and, and gets everybody riled up. And the Maharal uh, notes on the first Pasuk. Well, first read the first Pasuk. Vayikach Korach, right, the qu- famous question that Chazal asked. Korach took, doesn't say what he took. Just says he took. Vayikach Korach. Right, a couple of times we have a phrase like this in the Torah where there is no object. There's no object to what is occurring. Right? Remember the beginning of Parshas Vayelech, where, uh, again, the Torah tells us, I'll just uh, find it, beginning of uh, Perek Lamed Aleph, Vayelech Moshe, Moshe went. Doesn't say where he went. There it's interesting that Rashi quotes Vayelech Moshe, the Debra Maschal. It doesn't say anything, it just quotes Vayelech Moshe. That's a question what Rashi means over there. Something deep. But here, Vayikach Korach. So Rashi says, here he explicates it. Parshazu Yafen Idreshes, B'medrash Rabitan Chuma. But then Rashi quotes, Vayikach Korach. Lakach es atzmo, litzad echad. He took himself to one side. Lios nechlak mitocha eda. To separate himself and to argue within the congregation. Laorer al hakahuna. To argue on the kahuna. He wants to be the Kohen Godel, as we know. To not just argue, but to be machzik b'machlokas. It becomes part of him. And he quotes the uh, Pasuk in Eov as well. That's the Rashi. The Maharal notes here that, okay, a classic Maharal thought, in source number one, again, which is the uh, a compilation of the Maharal, uh, Allah Torah, is from the Nativa Shalom, but says the Maharal, we know that the Hebrew language is magical. The Hebrew language is different than every other, other language in, in existence, in that every other language is based on convention. Why is a word a word? Because it's agreed upon by the people involved. Why is a table called a table? Because we call it a table. But, you know, if we would decide, if we would go to a desert island and create our own words, we could call the table a chair and the chair a table. We can make up whatever words we want. It just so happens that we call this a table. Just so happens. That's by every language in the world, except for Lashon HaKodesh. Lashon HaKodesh is inherent. Lashon HaKodesh, the mahus, the essence of the item is expressed in the word. Right, that's what the Mepharshim explained uh, in Parshas Bracious, when Adam Arisha was brought all the animals and he gave them a name. They call them Shemos. The Mepharshim explained because he saw the essence of the item and he saw the essence is Aryeh, the essence is Tzvi, the essence is Nachash. That's what Lashon HaKodesh is about. It's inherent. As Rashi quotes also in Bracious there, in that parak of Adam Arishon naming all of the all of the animals, after he names all the animals and he doesn't find an Ezer Kenegdo, uh, Hashem brings him Isha and brings him a female. She will be called Isha. 
What does Rashi say there? Mikan shenivra ha'olam b'lashon ha'kodesh. The world was created with lashon ha'kodesh. What does that mean? Hashem spoke. There were amiros. Hashem said things. But what does that mean? Hashem's saying is creating. Right? But it means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says the essence of the item and by or And it is. That's what it means. So it says the Maharal here, there's something secret and special about two words that have to do with our Parsha. Our parsha is about machlokas, and obviously the opposite of machlokas, which is shalom. Says the uh, Mahara, line four. Lo lashon hakodesh yesh lo rak mashmaus lekol mila elagam siba miuchedes hamilamedes al tatchunot hamafyanot esamila. And it's not only the words that reflect the essence of the item; it is it is the letters within the word. That gives us an appreciation. He doesn't quote it, but the Gemara and Shabbos Kufdalad. If somebody hasn't seen it in a while, it's good to review the code, the secret code of the Jewish language. That's how you remember where it is. You've got to remember the Masechta Shabbos, but Kufdalad, the code of the secret, it goes through the whole Aleph base. Why is the base have its back to the Aleph, but it's open on the other side? Why does the leg of the Gimel face the base and it gets towards the the Dalad? And why does the Shin every letter discussed? So the Maral says here, let's talk about Machlokas, the word Machlokas. Ludugma. Well, even before that, Ludugma Chazal Omrim Shahamila Kelev Melamedes Alatchunash Yesh LeKelev Kulo Lev LaAdono Kelev is all heart, right? Probably more than any other animal, and that dog can connect on some level to its master, right? Why is it called man's best friend in the uh, in the parlance? Because there's something about a dog. Not that there's a Intellect, or obviously not, not on the human level, but there's, there's a connection there. And that comes from its name. The name reflects. Kelev, Kalev. Hakelev, who ma'od masur, v'neman ladono. It's loyal. The loyalty that a dog has. Yeshtamotuk, ma'os rabos lakach. Ube'etzem lukomila, balashna kodesh, yeshtamamot, mashmoos nisteres. Most of the time, we, we don't know the depths of the letters and the words that reflect the idea. We don't. But let's talk about Machlokas. Says the Maharal, if we look at the word Machlokas, line 11. What's the first letter? Mem. Mem. If you look how Mem is spelled, again, not in uh, our script that we write it, but how it's written in the Torah, there's a little opening on the bottom left of the Mem. That's how a machlokas starts. A little thing. A little thing. A little pesach. Yesh pesach katan milamata. Hamalamed. Shekal machlokas maschila mipirza katana. Usually something silly. Usually something that, that we can't believe that they're arguing about this. It's, it's petty. Something so, that, that's the first letter in machlokas. It's small. Somebody said something I didn't like. Ravana. There was a misunderstanding. It was totally not meant. What happens then? What's the next letter? You have a ches. Ches is a much bigger opening. It starts small, but then forget it. When people get entrenched in their opinions, oh yeah, it was not meant. Oh, it was a misunderstanding. You would have thought more if to prevent the misunderstanding. Right? When, it, when, it, when we're misunderstood, though, we have, we have different standards. But obviously that's everything in life. We're always down the kafskus ourselves. But it starts off with a little mem, a little opening, and then it gets to the big opening. Totally open. 
totally open. Sham, Kfar Osa Ruch Nifritzalagamre. It's already already all done. Kfar Hechila hit the fires has started. The fire has started. It's getting, it's getting bigger. What's the next one? Lamid. Lamid. The tallest letter. The tallest letter. You could take this a few, in a few ways. The Maharal says, you'll, you'll take on anybody. Abba Machlokas has no covet for anybody. Or one might have understood this as, you know, Obama Klokas, the root of it is arrogance. He holds himself very high. Like the Lamed, you want to know the secret of it all? The Lamed, however one wants to understand this, and they're both valid. Al-Osa Anashim, Shechova Alav Lachabdam, even those who we have an obligation to honor. Dugmas Aviv Rabo Bazeh. But that's it, the Machlokas is high and it's on fire now. You reach a certain level where this only going down. And then what happens after the Lamid? You get the lowest letter in the Aleph base, you get the Kuf. Right? We've spoken in the past about a Malik, an Am, that takes the top of the Lamid and schleps it down to the bottom of the Kuf. A Malik, that you can take the greatest miracle. We'll get to Amalek in a few minutes. But that's the, here too, you have the Lamid, Leads to the kuf. All the way up, all the way down, because that's ultimately what Machlokas does. It pulls us down. And finally, the last letter, Taf, it just ends. There's no future. It's the end. The Baal Machlokas has no future in this regard. There's no continuation. There's no, it just, it's a dead end. It's dead end behavior. If the goal is the machlokas, lo yetzi the bala machlokas mi machlokuso klum, chutz mehagehenim oso hu yarash. Vlotishar shum maskeres tova, there's nothing good. Nothing good about that machlokas. We appreciate that word now. But now we have the opposite. Shalom. Shalom is the opposite of Machlokas. So where does, where does Shalom take us? Shalom. You have three branches in the Shin. You can have different opinions. You can have one person going that way, one person going that way, but they're all linked at the bottom. They're all connected. They're all... There's a middle approach. There are three branches. You have the two sides, but you know what? Coming to a pshara, coming to an understanding, that's what Shalom's about. Right, having the middle approach. You gotta find the cost of Ashlishi. You have to. This, this is what it's all about. And the, 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 the shin in the Torah is a little bit bent, a little bit to the, to the left side. He talks about the uh, ideas of making a bridge and to uh, go towards the weaker one. Okay, either way, that's the shin. If I do this, though, then I also could go up to the top of the Lamed, but in a very different way. Right? This is the top of the Lamed in a positive way. If there's Shalom, it brings everybody up. We're all together. What we're what we're doing that Malachubir Malasam. 
So we have the Shin and the Lamed, and then what do we have after that? We have a Mem Sofit. We have a closed Mem. What's a closed Mem? Completion. There's nothing missing. There's nothing lacking. That's what Shalom brings. Right? We daven. If we imagine, the Mepharshim talk about this. I have to look in the... Uh, so we, tefillah. So tefillah, everything is a build-up. Everything is a build-up. Rav Pincus writes this a number of times in his Sfarim. We have to look at tefillah as a building. You have a foundation. You have a, a, a first floor and the second floor. You know, we come into davening. We get on our towels and tefillah. And then maybe we'll, we'll skip a little bit. If we come late, it's okay. We all know that's the most famous halacha that, uh, that, that we know. First thing we learn when we're 13 years old. That's all we, we, we go and we come late. So, and then we're like, okay, go straight. So what's, what's the goal? Says so pink is step by step, right? It's a very shaky building. A very shaky tefillah if we miss the bottom floors. Every bracha is jam-packed. He talks about it in his commentary on the sitter. Pokeach ivrim. Imagine pokeach ivrim. A picture's worth a... Th- try, to, try to describe in words just one vision that we see. Right? Mal b'sharumim. Every single bracha. And then you have karbanos, all that symbolizes. And then we have sukkah de zimra. We take tehillim. We pick certain parts of tehillim. Yehi chavod. We have 18 psukim with Shem Hashem in it. Yudke vavke. One is not really a pasik, but we ashrei. Yahalalukas. We're moving. And then we stand up. Az yashir. And now we're, now we're ready for birchas kriyashma. Then we have birchas kriyashma. And then we have kriyashma. It's like we're, we're up in the stars now. And then we have smichas gul atfilah. And now we have esposis. We have yechidus with HaKadosh Baruch just us and God. We take those three steps forward. We've been, we've been, we're on the, tour, the the upper floors, and now we have Shavach, Bakasha, and we keep going. And we get to Shomei Tfila, and we're still going. And what's the height? What's the zenith? What's the pinnacle? Sim Shalom Tova Uvracha. That's the top, because that's the goal, and that's Shalom, and that's the opposite of Machlokas. Okay, what is Tachnun, and what is the rest? We can talk about that another time. But at least through the Amida. That's how we end off every single Shmona Esrei of every single day of our lives. Hamavarech es Amo Yisrael b'shalom. That's the last word. That's the last bracha. Because as Chazal say, it means shalom, ain't klum. And Rachman al-Itzlan, we're still suffering from the lack of that for the past 2,000 years. Besides our external enemies, Rachman al-Itzlan, the internal enemies that we have amongst us are so lethal and so tragic that we still, we dive into Hashem, we dive into Hashem that He should help us. Amen shalom, amen klum. But says the Maharal, that's the word shalom. We start off with a pshara, the three legs of the shin. It brings us all the way up the lamid, and then we end up complete. We have the closed mem to bring us home the exact opposite of machlokas. Memches lamikosaf, which just has an end, and there's no future in that regard. That's a maharal to take home. Okay, moving right along. Related but really separate. Right? We have the major question that many Mepharshim ask, which we've asked before, and that is, how did Korach do it? He was very smart, but there were a lot of smart people there. And Moshe Rabbeinu had done major, wonderful, amazing things for them. What was the midah that Korach used to be able to convince others of his of his plan to get the hundreds of people on his side, so smart, well-meaning people. So we know the midrashim talk about the two mishalim of tzitzis and of sefer Torah and mezuzah. 
If you look at source number three, the beginning of source number three, the Medrash is quoted. What was the end of Shlach? Sitzis. End of last week's parsha. Kavetz korach v'yamal Moshe. Talas shekul etcheles. Moshe tiyeh peturim and etzitzis. A talas that's all etcheles. New, so you need tzitzis or not? Amar lechayevus betzitzis. Korach says, of course it needs tzitzis. Amar lechayevus. Talas shekul etcheles. And a patera says, atzma. Arbechut epotur nasan. Understand, Moshe Rabbeinu. Come on. Four little strings. The whole begot is is etcheles. The whole begot is that color. You need a few strings. Doesn't make any sense, Moshe. Moshe. No good. A house. You have a whole room full of Sifrei Torah. You need a mezuzah. This, what, you need to guard this house? You don't think this house is guarded? You don't think it's Shamor? There's 50 Sifrei Torah in there. You need a mezuzah? Moshe says, yes. Karach says, come on. What's that midah? What's the midah, the nonsensical questions that we think, we look from the side? But what is the root of the midah? One word. Hazal say... Leitzanus. Leitzanus. Mockery. Scoffing. Making fun. It's not just a rejection, but it's undermining the validity of the, of the idea. It's not just saying, I don't want to do it. It's taking it and it's making a mockery of it. The danger of Leitzanus. Says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, it's source number three. Vatam ki sheelos halalu sheelos shalitzanus hayu vaydei halitzanus nimshchu acharav nasu chatam benavshosam. That is so so um, detrimental and dangerous. Veibdu alamam zeal kocha shalitzanus shal yada yotze haadam meolama. We can lose ourselves, right? There's something serious going on. There's something amazing, and one little needle in the balloon of an amazing idea ruins it. And we have it a few times in this section of the Torah. We have another, again, line 14. He quotes another Medrash. So we know Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron, uh, Moshe was told to take the Levim. Right, remember, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, shaved them. That was part of making them into who they were. Miyad, this is a medrash that is not so well known. Asa came to Korach, so he shaved Korach. He was a levi. His chilachs are all Yisrael. Lo hayimakir Moshe. He went and kept going around. They didn't recognize him. He had no hair. They didn't know who he was. Amru lo miyasa lekach. They said, "I'm Korach." They said, "Who did this to you?" Amru lo Moshe asabi. Look what Moshe did to me. He made me bald. Vlo odela natsluni biyadi viragli vayiminifinosi. You know what they did? They picked me up and they threw me up in the air. Tznufa. Hashem commanded them to be Mainif the Levium. Vamali, Hariatatar, he did this whole he shaved me, he threw me in the air, Tahar. The Havias Aronachi, the Kishtu, Kakalaboshibabal Moed, he put Aaron. What just happened here? The Ramban already notes this was an unbelievable nace. Aaron was able to wave all the Kohanim. How can you wave the Kohanim? He did it. Hashem told him to do it. The Tnufa was a nace. What did Korach do? He undermined the whole experience. He undermined this miraculous event. Oh, this is so silly. This is foolish. That's the koach of late son. It's the koach of seeing something and not just rejecting it and not just uh, refusing to do it. 
but undermining the validity, making fun of it, and that is something that is contagious in a dangerous way. Contagious in a negative way. And where else do we have it? We have it, he says, right, looking later, uh, looking um, back in Parshas Emor, the end of Parshas Emor, right? We have the Makalel. Remember why he cursed? Why did the Makalel? What, what did the Magadev? What did he do? So Rashi quotes there at the end of Emor. Rashi, What happened? Amr Abrechia, third to last line. What happened? What's the halach of lechem apanim? We know, switched every Shabbos. It stays, it's baked on Friday, it's put on Shabbos, and it stays till the following Shabbos, and then the koanim take it off and are able to eat it. Karben mincha, kachi kachim. Only koanim could eat it. So what did this guy do? You're eating eight-day-old bread? Is that covered to have in the Mishkan eight-day-old bread? Unbelievable nace. The Gemara and Yuma, they held it. It was still steaming and fresh, like for the moment that they put it on. What did this man do? Old bread! This is what they're serving in the Mishkan. Yitachin lefarish, and he continues. And he says, this is, this is the power of late sunness. An unbelievable nace, and it's undermined. And this is what he quotes from the Ramchal in the Mishkan Yisharim on the next page. An easy way not to be careful with our mitzvos is to make fun of our mitzvos. Have the concept of leitzonus. It's hard to get escape. It's hard to escape when one is in this 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 world, right? Anyone who's ever given a shear. Right, or been a Rebbe, sometimes knows, maybe the Kavana, maybe Shloba Kavana. There could be an unbelievable, amazing, inspiring, and then there could be one comment that could ruin everything. There could be one person, one, one, something that happens, even maybe from the outside, maybe something, that, that, that creates a situation of late sunness, and that could ruin it all. Just getting back to what we mentioned outside before. He doesn't quote it, but Amalek in the Midrashim, is linked to the concept of lates, thinking of Pasuk and Mishle. Why? It's the same root. What did Amalek do? He was the first one to attack us. All the Nisim, the miracles, and Maimara, and the Kriyas Yamsuf, everything. And Amalek comes. Amalek's not convinced. Amalek doesn't want anybody else to be convinced of the miraculous nature of what happened. That's the Koach of Leitzanis, and just to remember, just to connect it to the Maharal that we just discussed about the letters. Amalek, it's an Am that takes something very exciting and amazing, the top of the Lamed, and schleps it down to the bottom of the Kuf. That's what an Amalek, that's what a, a, a nation of, uh, of this, of this type of, of behavior. He doesn't quote it, but just to add two more ideas from our Parsha. How it's so amazing that there could be something so miraculous, but this power that Korach already put into them, again, the Mitzrayim also, they went into the Yamsuf, even though they, you know, they uh, saw the miracle, they didn't recognize it. That wasn't late sunnis, that was some other Midah. But here, Korach already got it into them. Says the Svarno, later on in our Parsha, we have, when Moshe Rabbeinu was able to, was commanded by Hashem with the Matos, and uh, the next day they went in, Pasach Chav Gimel, Yudzayin Chav Gimel, Parach Mate Aharon, the base Levi. 
Right? The arrow and staff blossomed. We'll get back to that. But what happens? Right? Moshe took all out of the matos. And every shaver took back their stick. Everybody shaved it, took back their stick. Ask the Sfarno, implicitly, why did each shaver want their stick back? Okay, Aaron got his stick, because that was something miraculous happened. Why, what about their, their own, why did they take their own sticks back? Says the Sfarno, Ishbatehu lechavein simonam bibatehem shema huchlaf. They wanted to bring the stick back to their Shvatim to make sure Moshe didn't do any tricks. Moshe didn't, like, switch their sticks or anything. I want to go check to make sure. Why? Because we'll see what was written on the sticks. But they each had an identifying feature of each shevet, right? So the question is, says the, says uh, the Svarno, they had to go back. After our own stick blossomed miraculously. They still weren't convinced. They had to take their own stick back to make sure Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do a switch. The koach of Leitzanus was still there. They couldn't recognize the miracle. Right in the footnotes there, in Source 5, Rav Cooperman says, Ad kedekach, od mekonin belibam suffik, begam acharea mivchana borur, asher noah lovi ledekach, shavasi rosi me'alayas tulunas me'israel after this, kimisha mamin yamin gam kasher eno roeb. See from here, if you're going to believe, you're going to believe even without the, the uh, miracles. Omisha eno mamin gam kasher roeb lo yamin. But they still weren't convinced. Or related, related. Where did Moshe put the sticks when he put them inside? What happened? Nasi achad, nasi achad. Each one shnei masar matos umate aharon betoch matosam. He put Aaron's stick in the middle. Betoch matosam says Rashi. Hinichu ba'emsa in the middle. Shelo yomru mibreshi hinichu betzad shchina parach. So right in the middle, all the other ones are around. To make sure that nobody could say, well, he, his was right next to the Shechina. So, that's why. What, if it would have been two inches closer? Ah, uh, wouldn't it have been a miracle? What does this remind us of? Kachatos Alayla. Ah, 1201. It's all a coincidence. All the firstborns died at 1201. It says the says Unbelievable miracle. And yet, they weren't ready to believe. They weren't ready. Right? Even... Even so far-fetched, so far-fetched. Line two. Tamir ani mispael midivrei drashas haran. The Ran, he quotes the drashas haran that makes this point. That the old Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was a kvad pet, who helped him with all the miracles. And yet, they might have thought that because it was Vitzad HaShchina, it was Parach. Again, this is something that maybe came from Korach. And it had to be eradicated in an extreme way in order to not to have that uh, element uh, prevalent in Am Yisrael. Okay. Moving right along. we got to get past the first Pasuk. We already discussed two other Pasukim, but let's continue. Third Pasuk. So they all stood up in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayikahalu al Moshe v'yalaharon vayomru alehem rav lachem. They all said, it's enough. It's enough for you. Kikal ha'eda. Kulam Kedoshim, Uvisokam Hashem. The whole Eid is Kadosh. Hashem is amongst them. Umadua Tisnasu Akal Hashem. Why? Well, what are you? The whole Eid is Kadosh. Says the Hadrash Vahai in the Reisha Rav, source number eight. Quotes a Medrash. A Medrash Nifla, as he calls it. We might call it a Medrash Plia. 
Second line. Kishara David Kedoshim. When David Hamelech saw Kikal Haeda Kulam Kedoshim, he heard them say this too. Moshe, not al kinar, he got a harp and he started playing. Hashem, you're the best. You helped my enemies not be happy over my downfall. As we start off every day. What is the connection between Kikal Haeda Kulam Kedoshim and David Amelov being happy? Says the Rasha Rav Adrush. Adrush. Got to figure something out here. The near Kiyadua. We know we quote the Gemara Bametzia in the Onoas Dvarim Gemaras. Kikiyadua Sone David Lochazlu Bechalez Levazoso Ulechalakvodo. David Amelach had many enemies, many enemies. Besides those, Shalom Amelach wanted to kill him for the first uh, for Shmuel Aleph and in Shmuel Beis he had others, but he had enemies. And the Gemara even tells us, they always used to make fun of him. Right? Remember the Gemara? The Gemara says he would be in the middle of a shear about some other topic and somebody would raise their hand. I have a question. Sure, what would you like to ask? What's Allah of Eish's issues in, sir? What's Allah? They would ask that in the middle of a shear. Over and over again, different people, they would plant. They would make fun of David. And David says, based on a Pasuk and Tehillim, Hashem, if you would cut open my flesh... And ring me out, I wouldn't bleed anymore. All my blood is dried up already from all the busha I've been through. says David. It wouldn't go. Here's what we just said. David, Okay, not for now. But either way, we see that David Amelech took a lot of uh, pain. Step one. Amnam be'emes, but we know from the Gemara elsewhere in Shabbos that it could very well be, even though it looked bad, it could very well be that technically David HaMalak didn't sin. Amnam be'emes lochata David klal b'maisa d'macheva. Why? To call hayotze l'molchemes beis David get krisos kosev l'ishto. As was done in Malchus beis David, and this was even thought about, read recently in Rav Gorin's biography, when the, the Tzava, the Tzava Ganal Yisrael started, they, fi- they try to figure out exactly if there was any way to, to use this principle. It's a fascinating discussion from the, uh, the, ni- the late 1940s. But says the, says the Gemara that every, every soldier wrote a get to their wife. So Uriah wrote a get, so she wasn't married. As the Gemara says in Shabbos, And why they make fun of him? They made fun of him. Okay, they didn't make fun of him. But it technically could be that he didn't even do an Avera. Ulam, but says the Drashva Ha'iyun, step three, step one, they made fun of him. Step number two, but he really didn't do an Avera. Step number three, what does the Gemara say? Kol Hayotzi L'Muhammad's Beis David. Does that really mean everybody? Kol sometimes means Rubo Kakulo. Sometimes it can mean the majority. It doesn't have to mean all. Yishach rov simanim, it's as if he did all of it. Rov, rubo kakulo. The Taz says this in Arachayim. In Tav Kuf Pei Beis, in Elchaz Rosh Hashanah. The Taz says, if you say the word kol, it could often mean rov. It might not mean all. Why, why does the Taz say that here? We'll see in a second. In Hilchas Rosh Hashanah. But says the Taz, when it says kol, 
There could be a me at the dozen. So wait a second. Even if the majority of soldiers wrote a get, Krisas Ishto, but maybe David, maybe Uriah was one of the miut. Line 25. So maybe Dava was from the Miut. I'm sorry, maybe Uriah was from the Miut. No, keep reading the Taz. We've mentioned this before. The Taz, what, what is it doing in Hilchus Rosh Hashanah? Because what do we say on Yomim Naraim? Hashem, Miloch Alkal Haolam Kulo, Bichvodecha. Hashem, please rule over the entire world. Double Ashon. Kol ha'olam kulo. The Ta says, double Ashon kol means it's not rubik kulo, it's mamish over the whole thing. Miloch ha'kol ha'olam kulo bechvodecha. We dive into Hashem, Hashem, we don't want you to rule over most of the world, rubik kulo. We want you to rule over every inch of the world. Miloch al-kol ha'olam kulo bechvodecha. A double Ashon kol means all. Says the Joshua Ha'iyun. This is a darshan. What the Medrash say? David Amalach sees the Pasik, Kikoha Eida, Kulam Kidoshim. And David starts celebrating. What's he so happy about? Because it's the double Lashon. They say every Jew is holy. Every Jew is holy. Every Jew, a double Lashon, they take care of their wives. And that means everyone is Kadosh, everyone would have taken care of this, not just Rove. And therefore, David has a defense. And, as it says on the bottom, Sha'af Shalash and Kol Yomar Gamala Rove, Avogame Tzol Tevas Kol, Nemra Od Tevas Kulo, Azapir Shalash and Kol Ubidiyuk, Hakol Belishum Yotze Meaklal, Ayin Shum, says the Taz. And that's why, turning over the page, says the Ajashva Iyun, Umemela, Nisbatla Gam Dibas Sone David. There was nothing. They made fun of him. Oh, yeah, maybe Uriah was from the Miyat. No, no, no. You didn't give them joy over me because and David takes Nechama in that. Obviously, they didn't really listen to him until after David's death. Remember the Gemara in Shabbos, Daflamid. Where until Shlomo HaMelech wanted to get into the base of Migdash and the doors wouldn't open. The gates were locked. He tries the key. He starts davening until he says, do it in the honor, in the merit of my father, and then the gates open. And then the Gemara says, David and enemies knew that he was forgiven in Shemayim, but either way, David felt better, according to this uh, drush, uh, right when he uh, focused on the words of Kol Ha'eda Kulam Kedoshim. Okay, moving right along. Tezayin Tes. Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to convince them. Just stop it, please, come on. V'yor Moshe korach Shimon Abnei Levi, listen, listen. Hamaatmikem ki hivdil elke Yisrael aschem yadas Yisrael. Is it not enough for you that Hashem has already separated you lahakriv aschem elav to bring karbanos lavodas avodas bishkan Hashem v'lamo lufnei edilasharsam? You are ready levim. Enough. V'yakrevo aschem es kol achacha b'nei Levi itach uvikashem gam kehuna. Be happy with what you have. What do you want more for? You're already a Levi. Most people out there are not even Leviim. So what are you so upset about? Says Moshe. Asks the Nachlas Yaakov, the Nesivas. In his commentary on Chumash, Nesivas, again, was very prolific. We have the Torah's Gitin on Masechah's Gitin. We have the base Yaakov on Ksubis. We have the Nesivas, obviously, on Chosha Mishpat. And we have the Nachlas Yaakov on 
on Chumash. Says on Achlis Yaakov's horse number 10. Hamat mikem, ki yivdil. Hine ro'ui lashislev, ba'omra ma'at mikem. Ritzono. V'chikatan b'neichem. Is it so small? V'tirtsu ogdola mizu. Halokein derech anashim adam yeshlo manarotza masayim. I don't see an instant asivas. Whatever you have, you want more of. What was Moshe getting at? Yeah, they want to be... If a person has a little bit, they want that natural human nature. Whoever has a hundred wants two hundred. Whoever has one one of this wants two of this. And so what, what, was, what, was he, what was he really implying? How is this going to convince them otherwise in a deep fashion? Says the Nasiv is Venir Api Dever Chazal. Chazal tell us, and the Ramban already talks about this as well. Kibachal Shifte Yisrael Hayubene Levi Hamuatim. Lay Shevet Levi had a very small Shevet. Very small. If you look at the numbers. So there are various Pshatim why that is. Some suggest it's because, going back to the beginning of Parsha Shmos, whoever got tortured had the baby six at a time. And whoever wasn't tortured was natural. So. Sheva Levi was it wasn't weren't tortured, so one answer. Says the Nachas Yaakov a different answer, according to Chazal. It was dangerous work. Dangerous. If I'm taking care of the Aron, I'm taking care of the Kalim of the base of Mikdash, I don't do it in a proper way. I have to be it's a high standard. It's tough. If the Kohen Gadol isn't perfect, he's not gonna live through the year. Right, so says the says the Nachlas Yaakov. It's not simple to be involved in the in the clay base Amigdash, in the clay Amishkan. Yan ki yivdal Hashem osamei love v'liyos nivchar mikobanei Yisrael v'lachain im aidei davar katan v'chait kal bal roy lamod al od lifnei edel l'sharsam. You already have this small. Don't you see? You already have enough of a challenge. Levi is the smallest. Right, you you want more. Try to work on where you are. Don't you realize it'll be worse? Why are you the smallest? On a deeper level. You're the ma'at. You're so small because Hashem has separated you. Shouldn't that be enough? You know why you're small? Because Hashem has separated you. How do you expect to make it? Be realistic, says Moshe Rabbeinu. Remember, he's not talking right now to people who are, are yearning for ruchnius in the, in the best way, like somebody who wishes, you know, they could be. Not in the best way. Rav Solveitchik is quoted as saying that if the Kohen Gadol could ever, ever had a stop in, on Yom Kippur and all the Avoda, he'd be able to take over. He'd be, it was so clear to him. Not that he was a Levi. He wasn't yearning to be a Kohen. But at least there, it was L'shem Shamayim. It was, here they were on L'shem Shamayim. Moshe had to talk to them, convince them, try to save them from death. So what does he say? Enough of you have died already. Don't you think it's enough? So a very practical um, argument, says the Nachlas Yaakov, is what he tried. Didn't work. But that is what he tried. Good. And then we have Perak Yudzayan now, moving right along. Pasuk Hay. A Pasuk, I think that we've quoted in the past, but now I don't remember if we've ever seen this inside. But one of the 
one of the most probably underused svarim that we have, but it's so basic and yesodistic that whenever we reference it, uh, we should try to look up the whole paragraph. And that is the shrashim that the Rambam wrote as a hakdama to his Sefer HaMitzvahs. We know the Rambam wrote the Sefer HaMitzvahs as a hakdama to Mishnah Torah. The hakdama to that hakdama, the hakdama of the Sefer HaMitzvahs, the Rambam describes what's a mitzvah, what's not a mitzvah, out of the, six, out of the 613, he has shrashim, rules and regulations. What do I count? The first one is probably the reason why he wrote all the Sefer HaMitzvahs, is because you can't count mitzvahs durabanan. Those don't count in the 613. That's one of the strongest arguments against the Bahag, some of the Gaonim, they counted Dinam durabanan as part of the 613. The Rambam says, no way, that's number one. But there are a number of rules the Rambam has. One of them has to do with the Pasuk in our Parsha. The Pasuk tells us in Paragid Zion, Pasuk hey, the Pasuk tells us, let me just find it, what did they take? They took the, uh, the metal shovels that were burned and they put it as a zikaron le Yisrael. To remind people that no strange person, meaning non-coin, should come close. Nobody should come close. And then we have the phrase. If we try to think about which one is more closer to Pshuto Shomikra, it's not really clear. Because the first half of the Pesach says, this is a Zikaron, that nobody comes close. Next phrase. And he translate those words. He shall not be. Who's he? He shall not be. It shall not be. How do you translate the words? So we'll go backwards first. The Ramban, who wrote Hasagos on the Rambam, and other Rishonim, the Smag and others say, this is a lo daraisa. Not to be involved in machlokas. V'lo Says the Ramban, I think that's the pshat of the Pusik. I think that's what the Pusik is telling us. I gave you some of the Ramban on the next page, in source number 13, again, the Ramban has columns and columns on the Shrashim, and sometimes it's hard to find where he comments on each part of the Rambam, because it's just pages and pages. Says the Ramban there, after quoting the Rambam's shot of the Pasuk, which we didn't mention that yet, I don't know what the Rambam's talking about. And he says, it's a, it's, it's, it's a menia, as it's called in the Shirashim terminology. It's a losa say. Don't be like Korach. It's said in the third person, so to speak. He, meaning you, Jews, should not be like Korach Vachadasa. But the Rambam doesn't say that. The Rambam says, now going back to source number 12, the Rambam's eighth rule, Shoresh Ches, is that we should not be confused. Sometimes you have the same word used in the Torah, lo. Sometimes it could be a command. And sometimes it could be just what we call a reality. It's a shalila. It's a negation. It's not a command that we're not allowed to do something. That's the Rambam's Yisod here in Shorish Mini. She'ein ra'ui limnos shlilos hachiyuv im ha'azhara. What should not count a shlila in an as, a, as an azhara. Dash, Asara, he says, it goes through. Sometimes it's confusing because you have the same word that could be a negation of a reality and sometimes it means a tzivui. And he gives uh, a number of examples of this, of, um, 
of this yisod. Again, we're not going to, I didn't give you the whole piece, but he has a number of examples, and we'll mention uh, some of them towards the bottom. Right, towards the bottom of the first column. Line 30. Lo kam naviyod Yisrael kamosha. Is that a lo say? There, will ne- there was never a, no- a prophet like Moshe Rabbeinu. That's low. That's, there's no can there. Lo ish el v'kazev. Parshas Balak. Right, Hashem is not a man that he will go back on his word and lie. Right, lo amad ish. Lo kam velo zamimenu. Right, nobody moved. Right, uh, Mordechai. Lo kam velo Verabim ka'ewa. These are shlilos. These are just realities. Says the, Ram, says the Rambam. Veloye karfadaso means there will never be a machlokis like this again where Hashem gets involved and the ground opens up and Korach is swallowed up. That's what it's saying. And right after, and it might even be the, the, the Ramban says it's not the Pshat, but the Psukim say, put this as a Zikaron, that nobody should do this. Does that mean don't be like Korach? That's the Ramban. Or, and this story is never going to happen again. You should have it as a reminder. That's the Rambam on the left side of the page. Whoever argues on the priesthood, on the kahuna, it's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. This was a once in history. Your ownish is, how do you read it? Velo, yes, I have to read the two phrases. It's not going to happen like Karvachadaso. Kasher Dibra Hashem Yad Moshe Lo. Ratzalomar Hatzaraas. Havena Yadcha Bechekecha. Right, if you, if you talk badly. Fiavisha Matsan Lohem Lashon Acher. And even though, says the Rambam, the Rambam knows the Gemara. I didn't show you the Gemara. The Gemara, source 11. Even though source 11 sounds like the Ramban, says source 11, top, right on top of where we are. Amarish Lakish, Mikanchi and Machzikin Bemachlokes, Damaraf. Kala Machzik Bemachlokes. Over Bilav. Shinemar, Says the Rambam, don't take that Gemara seriously. Literally. Take it seriously. Don't take it literally. So the Rambam knows. But this is a Yesodistic Machlokas that comes up a number of times. Uh, the Ramban agrees to the concept of Shalila. He just, all those examples that the Rambam gave, he just doesn't agree that this one is a Shalila. He assumes that this one is a real, a real Losase. Okay, moving right along. So, as we know, the sign that Hashem uses to show everyone that Aaron is the Kohen, and this is who I say, and this is the Kahuna, are the Matos. Chamishi. Hashem says to Moshe, Daber al Yisrael, the last two thoughts that we have for tonight will be about the Matos. Daber al Yisrael, go to the Jews and take from each of them, mate mate lebeis av, take one mate from each event. Twelve staffs. Ish as shmo tichtova matehu. Write each man's name on the mate. Ish as shmo tichtov amatehu. We'll get back to that exactly what was written on it. But why was the mate chosen as the sign? There was going to be a mate. The mate is put in the side, and the mate starts growing. What is it about the mate? Says the Meshachachma. Source 14. Says Rameir Simcha. Ha'inyan. Whenever he starts off with Ha'inyan, our ears have to open up a little wider. Ha'inyan. V'kito is karafa adaso. 
What was the root problem? Hayaki chashvu ki yakavuna ena inyan skula v'tivi lezera aron. Korach knew. Let's say it this way. Korach didn't argue and want to be Moshe. He wanted to be Aaron. Why? What's the difference? Moshe was what we might call a Melech. Aaron was a Kohen. Maybe he didn't want the responsibility of a Melech. But you know what Korach's mistake was, says the Meshachachma? He thought that the Kahuna was similar to the Malchus in one sense. What does that mean? Merit-based. Not blood transferred. Malchus is also blood transferred, but as we know, you could lose it for temporarily at least. Rechavam, Shlomo, Rechavam. Right? They, again, it's ultimately promised it's never going to leave eternally, but what does Hashem tell Shlomo? If you follow my ways, when a Kohen gets a bris, do we say to the Kohen, baby, when he gets a bris milah, if you act properly, you're going to be able to do the Avod of the Mesa Megdash. There's no condition. He's born into it. That was Korach's mistake. Korach thought that the kahuna was not an inyan skuli v'tiv'i l'zera aharon. Rak inyan kisharon pa'ula. Merit-based. Kasher matzu chen avur malasam. Im kain. B'meshach hayam mashar kohanim chotim. Let's say in the future if the kohanim would sin. Oh, ha'yisraelim heima mekudashim b'mala yosim yekohanim. Maybe yisraelim will be even better. It happened to me by the Egel that the Kohanim got it. Because at that time, maybe it wasn't solidified yet. Now it's solidified. As he quotes, David. Right? What does David say? David is based on Tanai. You know what Hashem shows? No, no, no. This is something natural. It's past. It, it just sprouts out from the organism, from the mother, from the father. It's automatic. It's not based on merit. What does he show them? A branch with branches sprouting from it. It's automatic. Next column. Siva Kadesh Baruch Hu, Likach. And also, I forgot to mention this question. He takes 12. Who are the 12? Who are the 12? If they're 12 and Aaron is the one for Levi, so then what? Ephraim and Manasseh are together. Why are Ephraim and Manasseh together? We spent a lot of time over the last couple of Parshias. Amid Barnasso, they're separate. No, but when it comes to birth, they're one. At birth, they were one Shevet. They were Yosef. And what's the message of the Matos? It goes by birth. And therefore, even though, yes, they became two shvatim regarding, let's say, the Nachla, the Bechora, but when it comes to Kahuna, it's automatic. Lo mitzad, mate echala manashe Ephraim, lahoros, ki lebeis avosa mitzad atolda. Lo mitzad kishron ha-pa'ula, ruvein hifsid, benit lebechar rochel haver kishron ha-vechulu, v'chulu, and that's why the staff is used, end of the piece, v'lochein me'amatos yiru ki inyan tiviyu skuli l'chalamate yiyu ech she'iv. Good. But now let's get back to the other point that I don't think we've ever discussed, and that is, the Pasuk says, on each mate was written the name of a man. Right? The language was, ish es shmo, which sounds like the Nesim, wrote their name. V'shem Aaron tichlav al-mate levi ki mate echa l'rosh beis so it sounds like it was the name of the, of the Nasi. If you look in the Ramban, he's not so sure. He has two deos. Right, two deos, whether it was the name of the Nasi or the name of the Shevet. Source 15. 
Mate Aaron, Kibiyud Bez Bakulu, and then he says, Yesh Bafarshim Line five, Shame Rosha Shevet, Ruvain, Shimon Levi Yehuda, Vahanachon, Shame Hanasiim, Vas Aaron, Nasi Lushevet Levi. Right, that's Nasa Aaron, Nasa Lushevet Levi. So the simple interpretation is it was at the uh it was the names of the of the uh Nisiim themselves. Question one. Ask the Zion Latara, ask Rev Saratskin. What happened afterwards? Same question the Medrash asked before, but we're going to give a different answer. After they, after the whole magical sign, they all went and took their staff. If they were just proven wrong, okay, the Medrash says maybe they want the Svarno, give one shot, not the Medrash, the Svarno. But forget, well, let's not focus on the Svarno right now. Why do they want to go get their stick after they were proven wrong? Isn't that depressing? Okay, we're wrong. Okay, fine. Aaron sprouted. Okay, forget it. Levar's there. Why would they want theirs back? Number one. Number two, ask the Azayim LaTorah. Let's think a little deeper about this. Levim. They were told now, this is year 40, right? They were told, not yet. Chukas, not year 40 yet. This is the beginning still. Uh, but they were told, this is after Maimon Arsina, it's year two. They were told all the rules and regulations of what's going to be. We're not at Pinchas yet, but they probably heard already that the Levim are not going to get a chalik in Eretz Yisrael. Right? They're going to work in the base of Migdash, and they're not going to get a portion. They're going to be supported by everyone else. Is that something that we would love? We wouldn't have our own area. We wouldn't have Yigiyah Kapecha Kisochel. We'd be relying on others. Says Azayim LaTorah, what was so attractive about the Kohanim and the Levim? They wanted, they wanted more. What was so attractive? Especially about the others, the other, the other Shvatim, the 250, uh, what, they were taken, but all the, the whole Kaisro was upset. So what was so attractive about this, uh, about this position? Says the Azayim LaTorah. Yes, Korach was in it for negative reasons. Yes, the 250 men were in it for negative reasons. But you know what? The other Jews maybe just yearned for Kedusha. The other Jews that were convinced, they were misled, yes, but maybe they wanted it for good reasons. They wanted it for good reasons. Top of the middle column. We'll give up our portion in Eretz Yisrael. It'll be more difficult, we'll be supported, but you know what, we're ready to do that. We're ready, it's not fair, we want it. So yes, there might have been some negative elements. Obviously, Korach was negative and the, and, the, and the men with him. But the rest of Klai Yisrael, who needed this test afterwards to be proven, maybe they will ashamed Shamayim. And after they were proven wrong, they take their stick back. Why? Because they want to show the rest of the Shevet, we tried. We had the desire. It was just that Hashem decided otherwise. Don't think that we're not Kohanim or Leviim. Because we were mavater, yeah, it's okay, fine, we don't want it. We'd rather have karka. No. They took their stick stick back to show the later generations our stick was in there too. It just didn't sprout. It just didn't sprout. It wasn't mitzidenu. The middle of the uh, the words. No, it's not that. They wanted it. They were anusim. Right with Ktav Yadosh Moshe Rabbeinu with Moshe Rabbeinu's handwriting, they proudly took their stick. They proudly showed Moshe Rabbeinu wrote our name on it because we wanted it too. 
We didn't get it in the end. That was out of our control. But the point is, the message was that all Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael had the cheshek, had the rutzon, to yearn for Ruchnius. And sometimes, okay, we could wish we could be the Kohen Gadol, we could wish we could be a, a, a Levi, but that's not most of our jobs. But to have the desire for Ruchnius is something that we always have to have. Korach, we started off, he didn't have it for the right reasons. Machlokas versus Shalom, as we saw the beautiful thought of the Maharal. But ultimately, the Chuka to head is something that we all need to yearn for. Okay, we'll stop here, Beth Hashem. We'll be back here in Beit Shemesh. Parshas Shoftim, or I think Shoftim is a week off. But the Kisait Seh Hashem, I think will be the first uh, Parsha back with Hashem. But Beth Hashem, next week we'll continue uh, from, uh, from Camp Kaley in uh, Parshas, Parshas uh, Chukas. Okay, we'll stop here.